It's another fine day at Camp Dynasty. I'm Counselor Austin, joined by Counselor Colin, and we are working our way through these 2023 campers. We got running back rankings on the docket. I am so excited to talk about these running backs because uh, the, the running backs are a breath of fresh air uh, into an aging running back stable in the NFL right now. So we're getting some very exciting young running backs topped off by one of the best prospects I've ever seen. We've, we kind of teased it a little bit. I mean, we've done our initial top five big boards so far. Obviously, there's a few running backs on that list. So a little bit of spoilers here, but this is going to be the chance to dive really, really deep on these running backs. And like you just said, Colin, this class is really, really nice. <laughs> I watched a lot of running backs leading up to this. Um, because I knew how deep it it went, and every guy that I watched, I was like, "Oh, he was he was really good too." Yeah. I'm gonna watch another one. So it, it's a lot of fun, and putting together a top five was was pretty challenging. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I was I'm out of town, and I was like, I have pretty poor Wi-Fi service. I felt <laughs> like I was actually at camp. Uh, I was sitting there, and I was like, "Man." It'd be really nice to watch some of these running backs right now, but I, I got home and I grinded and grinded the tape so we could be ready for this episode. I'm really excited. I love that living the lifestyle of <laughs> Camp Dynasty. It's not just the brand to you; it's a, it's a full lifestyle. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's dive into it then. I'm I'm thinking we're gonna have quite a bit to talk about with these guys. After all, this is a Dynasty fantasy football show, and the running backs seem to always steal the spotlight in a non-superflex arena so here we go number five on your list uh number five was the toughest one for me i i had a top three pretty much locked in right away uh, i had obviously my top two on our big board pod and then the third guy kind of fell into place pretty easy Number four, after watching some film, also fell into place pretty easy. But this number five spot was tough. Like you said, I was going through, I think, six, seven guys before I could decide on who I was going to lock in at five. And I ended up going with Isaiah Spiller's backup, Devon A-Chain, who is a former track star, five nine one eighty five. He obviously came in relief of Spiller last year, who was very good. Um, but he's going to be presumably the lead back. He's a phenomenal pass catching back. He needs to do a little bit of work on the ground, but when he gets in space, he is almost untouchable when it comes to speed. It's the, really the the track skills translate, and he has pretty solid vision on top of that so he can he can break a few runs a game and you saw that a few times uh through this season especially later on where he had you know 16 20 rushes and he was putting up very good numbers so yeah i got devon a chain as my number five man i went into watching this player thinking this is going to be a super raw running back like yeah. he's the, he's the track star He's going to look like a track star on the field. He didn't look like that to me. He looked like a running back. And that's scary. Yep. I mean, you match up this kind of speed and and it's it is 
deadly speed. I have, uh, I f by the bottom of my list, I had written, I wrote, I had written <laughs> that he was, that he's so fast so many times that I just event. My last note on it was just so fast. LOL. Like <laughs> every single game you're watching this guy and you're like, how is he doing this in the sec? I mean, yeah. he's not playing against chump change. It's LSU. It's Alabama. He's running away from everybody. So, um, yeah, I was, I was incredibly impressed with his skills, uh, as a running back with the vision and the lateral ability. I mean, it's not, it's not super, you know, he's not the best lateral mover in the class, but like he does it well enough that you transition it into his long speed and exactly. it's like a deadly, deadly combo. So yeah, he's he's number four on my list. He is number yeah. four on my list, and nice. it's a it's a player that, like you said, I mean, he's playing behind Isaiah Spiller last year. Will this be his moment, his sort of coming out party this season? Right, and yeah, I I definitely agree. Where it's like you're going in and hear a little bit about him, it's like, yeah, all right, he's fast. What else? And then you see it, and it's like these inside zones, and he's picking his spots, and then he's hitting that burst. But when when he was special, when you watch like the Alabama game, it's like beating who's now an NFL linebacker, Christian Harris, deep on a wheel route, and it's like, okay, we're we're doing this now. And that wheel route, man, that was yeah. He's got and that's he's got ability as a pass catcher too. I mean, yeah. they lined him up a wide, they were moving him all over the place, and then you got you know, times like that where it's just a wheel route. He's got two guys on him yeah. and he just torched Runs both of them, him. made yeah. a really, really nice catch over the shoulder. I mean, it was, it, yeah, he's got a lot of, of tools in his toolbox already. Uh, and to go with the, you know, the ultimate, you know, game changing speed, man, I, th- this is the kind of player that like when we approach, you know, after this college football season, we get into draft season. This is going to be the kind of player that people just love rooting for because yeah. he's got those moments on tape that are just so easy to see and to be like, this guy is is special at what he does. Yep. And though the biggest downfall is obviously his size at 5'9", 185. Yep. He, he doesn't break a ton of tackles. Mm-hmm. He's not a very good pass blocker. And so that that kind of leads to a few shortcomings where he's not necessarily always going to be a three down back. He can't really handle that kind of workload. But if he's an elite pass catcher, he can definitely find a role there. Yeah, that's a good point. And there's a few guys on this list where you kind of, you know, already start to think about what does their role look like at the NFL level. And there's a few of these guys that, they have really, really strong traits in a certain area, but then you're kind of wondering, like, does he fit in this situation? Can he be that sort of premier running back where he's just on the field all the time? Um, so, yeah, that's that's definitely an interesting wrinkle in this class, but when you talk about just elite traits and elite, you know, that sort of uh, game-breaking ability that some of these guys have with the with the tools that they do possess – um, yeah, a lot of, lot of special names here. Uh, and also it's just way too easy, man. A chain, a train. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's speed. a perfect symmetry there. Uh, the I, nickname. Wish, I wish a train didn't suck so bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The boys references here on camp dynasty. Um, yeah. but 
All right, my number five running back, very different player than A-Chain. Like you, I struggled a lot with number five. There there were so many names in, in consideration here, and ultimately I just went with my gut, and that is Zach Charbonnet. Okay. Because I watched Zach Charbonnet last year thinking, you know, he's going to declare. Uh, and honestly, like we can talk about it, but – I don't think he did himself any favors by returning. I think he put another question mark in his profile. The analytics crew is going to, you know, they're already going to write this guy off for that decision alone. But, man, it's just so good. The tape is just so good. And I will admit that the two of the few games that I watched were probably his best two games of the season. So I'm watch I watched Hawaii and I watched LSU. Those were his probably his two best games last year. And those were the first two games of the season. So there may be an element of Charbonnet's game that I just haven't seen yet where it doesn't all come together, but when it does, the power and speed combination that this player possesses is just ridiculous. And I mean it's not, you know, he's not the fastest player in the world. He's not going to beat you with long speed at all. He's not going to, you know, break those 80-yard runs. But, man, he can get moving through the hole, and he's going to carry six defenders with him as he does it. And that's just where you see the, the ability to just you got to send an army at this guy to get him to the ground, and he's got speed to pair with that. It, it seems to me like this is a player that is going to have an NFL role. Yeah, absolutely. This is my number four, Charbonnet. So we're, it sounds like we're going to be aligned on all – like we're going to have – I love. We don't, we don't talk about this at all. I haven't told you a single thing that I've thought about any of these players, and yet here we are. Yeah, here we are. We're going to have the same five guys in our top five, just in probably a little bit of a shuffled order. But yeah, Charbonnet, when I watched him, I was like, hey, this looks a lot like Nick Chubb in slow motion. Like it's, he's got that stiff, high running style, and then he can get kind of violent between the tackles. But when he goes long speed, he goes up high. He's got that kind of robotic gait, and then he gets caught from behind. So that's something Nick Chubb doesn't do, which is what makes him special. And I'm sure Charbonnet can't uh, bench 600 pounds on a tsunami bar, but that's a different story. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Charbonnet is my number four. He, uh, I, I watched, a, a, I think, four of his games, and the Hawaii and LSU are far above the rest. And that Hawaii game is incredible. It's like yeah. that. That was that felt like actually watching Nick Chubb. Where it was like, okay, this guy, he he can make people miss. He can break tackles. He can get the dirty yards. He can catch the ball a few times. But you watch some of the other games, he's not a very good pass catcher. Uh, he's a little bit slow. He lacks the fifth gear. Um, but he definitely can be a bruising running back in an NFL team. Yeah, I think the pass catching thing is definitely going to limit his upside for sure. I mean, it's definitely a, a, a question mark to say the least going into this season. And if he can sort of build on some, you know, he had a few nice games as a, as a pass catcher last year, but if he can build on that and show that that is an actual part of his repertoire, then 
then you start talking about this being a pretty solid ranking for me where right now it's it is hard to project him in that sort of you know three down kind of role but man it's just it, it the he does things that just nobody else does and, and it, it was honestly the same thing last year too you're watching him and you're like he just breaks tackles he sheds tacklers in a way that just nobody else last year could and honestly this year is a lot of the same yeah and like like you said before it's this guy will be able to carve a role in nfl offense because of the style that he has and you, you i mean you see a lot of guys that don't have a ton of breakaway speed be extraordinarily valuable in an nfl offense this guy will be an incredible goal line back He'll be one of those guys that it's like, oh, well, it's within the five, sub in Charbonnet. Even if he's not between the 20s, he definitely can finish drives and be the type of guy that will get you every single dirty yard you can get. And then maybe every once in a while pop you off one for 15, 20, 25 yards. Absolutely. Well, we got four and five knocked out. We just had a little reversal there. <laughs> yep. Um, so my my top three was spoiled from the big board already, but who are you bringing in at number three? Uh, Zach Evans. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I, what, I wanted to put him at number two, but the top two is so good. Like, I was sitting here, I'm like, ah, Zach Evans is special. This guy, it's like he's got burst, he's got vision, and he's got goddamn long speed because once he breaks that second level, you're not you're not touching him. You might as well just go walk your way back to the bench and send the field goal unit onto the onto the field cuz he's you're not catching him. It's not happening. So Zach Evans is like almost an ideal running back and him catching the ball and him getting the ball in space is electric to watch. It's like, I, I don't, I don't even know how to, how to express what I'm speechless watching him do it. I'm pulling every single person I can onto the Zach Evans train this year. Like I will, I will, it's our, it's August and I'm already planting my flag that for the next 12 months, I'm going to be banging the table for Zach Evans. He I mean, I watched him again. I mean, I already you know, I watched all the games leading up to the big board. So impressed. Spoke highly of him on that show. I'm I watched him all again just to make sure. Just to make sure that I wasn't in, you know, getting a little crazy and man, it is so real. He's got every single tool that you want in a running back. He he has it all. He really really does. He can, you know, he he's a decent pass blocker. I mean, he saved the quarterback's life on one play there. And I can't remember which game it is. Pretty I sure that was here. Texas. Uh, I have saves quarterback's life in the California game. Oh, he probably Cal. did it in Texas too. <laughs> I mean, he's a, he's a good pass blocker. He can catch passes. And then as a runner, I mean, I think we talked about it on the first episode is like, he's so athletic that you, you kind of, start to think like maybe he's just that much more athletic than the competition that he's against, but it's just not the case. He he's very nuanced in how he approaches the running back position in terms of, 
you know, vision and, and hitting the right lane and then making that last move to make it, you know, from a five yard gain into like a 20 yard gain. He does that so much. And, you know, there's a, there's a play in the Texas game where they're in the red zone. He has three Texas defenders in front of him. There's not a single TCU blocker there. There's just three Longhorns sitting right in front of him, five yards behind the line of scrimmage, and he scores on that play. It's a 15-yard touchdown run where he somehow escapes a swarm of Longhorn players. And it's just those sorts of moments show up so consistently. And, you know, his his season was shortened due to injury. I'm really hoping that we can get a full season of Zach Evans in the Ole Miss offense. I mean, he's got a, a real chance to put up some seriously gaudy numbers uh, on that team. And, you know, it's just, man, I, 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 I don't know where the national conversation is on these guys right now. I don't, I haven't really looked too much at it, but man, I sure hope that Zach Evans is getting the love that I think he deserves right now. Yeah. I, when, when I'm watching running back film, I'm trying to get better at watching running back film. I mentioned this on the big board episode that I'm pretty new at that, but what I've started to do is I'll pause the film at the mesh point with the quarterback and running back just to see where is this play supposed to go and where should the running back go. And on that exact play that you're talking about against Texas, where he goes jet motions and then gets the ball, pause it at the mesh point, and it's like, oh, well, he's going to get tackled for loss. It's all good. You know, can't win them all, three unblocked guys. And then he scores a touchdown. And this will come back up with Jameer Gibbs. I, I tweeted a couple pictures where it's like, Jesus Christ, at the mesh point, and yep. there's a guy in the backfield. But the thing about Zach Evans is, like, it doesn't matter sometimes. It doesn't matter if there's a guy in the backfield because either he's just going to break that tackle, turn it into a three-yard gain from a five-yard loss, or even better. Like, he's going to make this guy miss or he's going to break the first tackle, which is where I see this kind of special game-breaking running back. And I, I love that he's at Ole Miss. I was looking at – I was watching film at, on all the running backs, and I was – I can't remember who – what his name is, but he is the other back at Ole Miss. And I was like, oh, maybe this guy will be at number five. And then I was like, oh, no, Zach Evans transferred to Ole Miss. He's <laughs> – might as well write that guy off because Evans is so good. So – He's obviously going to be the RB1 there, and he's going to be dominant as long as he comes back healthy from this injury and looks like he did at kind of the, the beginning. I mean, all season, really, but mostly the beginning, he started out so strong against Cal SMU Texas and Duquesne's, if you want to count that. But, yeah, he, he looks great. From weeks two through six, the four weeks that, I mean, we take out the first game, those four games. I mean, he's got some. He's got some bigger teams on there, like we've been talking about. From in those four weeks, he averaged 140 yards per game and 85 yards per game after contact. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And so, I mean, you. I think the injury plays into the fact that you know he kind of slips off the radar. He disappears down the stretch of the season, and we you forget over the four weeks what what he actually looked like at that point in time. So 
Yeah, man. I the the power speed combo. That's that's like the ultimate thing. And when we talk about Jameer Gibbs, who's my number three running back, you don't he doesn't have the power element to his game. So a guy like Zach Evans, when I watch him, he can just win those situations where you have guys behind the line where so many times when you're watching running backs, you see that happen. And you're like, okay, what, what was he supposed to do there? There's no blocking for him. The, the defenders penetrated. He was, the play was done, but then you have, you know, there's just players that make you forget that sometimes a special talent can make the best out of those seriously negative situations. And to me, Zach Evans is, is one of those players. So man, I I'm very excited. The, the running back that you're referencing, I believe is Ulysses Bentley. Yes. And I think that's going to be a, a real dominant force. And, and, you know, maybe he, maybe Zach gets into a little bit of a timeshare situation there. He doesn't have quite the, the numbers that we maybe ex- say that he could have, but I think if he looks the same, Against that level of competition, it's a slam dunk. He's he's my number two running back. Easy. Yeah, and and Bentley is very good, and he's he's more of a power running back in general. Mm-hmm. So that might keep a little less miles off of, or a little more miles off of Zach Evans' legs, which will be nice, given that he's hurt going into this year. They can ride Ulysses a little bit more until Zach Evans has his feet under him fully and then adjust to that competition. So it, it should be, like you said, not as gaudy of a season, but I'm sure he'll look just as good. And maybe we can uh, get some love for Ulysses coming, coming up later on. Let's talk about Jameer Gibbs. Let's do it. Because obviously we've kind of, you know, we've been painting these players against one another already. Gibbs is your number two running back, and he's number three on my board. And I referenced why that's one of the reasons why that's the case is that Jameer Gibbs, to me, doesn't have enough of that power element where I start to kind of, I, I don't want to say I'm worried about his role at the next level, but I start to think we called him a, a souped up James Cook on the last episode. And I just want him to show me that 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 is actually true and that he's not just going to fall by the wayside as one of these, you know, pass catching talents at the running back position that doesn't always get it done on the ground. Now, I will say, before you jump down my throat for saying that, there's certainly a lot to like in limited availability of film where he has the requisite run blocking. (laughs) Because (laughs) the Georgia Tech run blocking is atrocious in a lot of cases. He's got the sort of tape where you're almost falling asleep at some points because it's just tackle for loss, one yard, tackle for loss. But he does... He is able to make the best out of those bad situations occasionally with his shiftiness, with his ability to cut and make a guy miss. If he's one-on-one, then he can get outside. But he's not doing that with power in the way that some of these other backs can. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's where Jameer Gibbs lacks the most is that, that kind of strength. He's a little smaller. Again, 5'11", 200. His, he doesn't have super thick legs. Um, but yeah, it's pretty disgusting to watch the Georgia tech film where it's like, Oh, 
all right, this guy's in the backfield. Oh, this guy's running free in the backfield. Oh, his left tackle is in his lap. And uh, like like I was saying before with Zach Evans, it's you pause at the uh, at the mesh point, and it's like, okay, where's Gibbs supposed to go here? And every single time, it's an inside zone or a read option, which is an inside zone scheme for the running back. And it's like, yeah, okay, well, their tackles can't block. Where is he supposed to go? So I think – uh, this this is where the the projection comes in. We were talking about it a lot last week with the quarterbacks, and you come in here, and it's like, well, Alabama's likely going to have one of the best O lines in the nation. So Jameer Gibbs will be able to see if the vision is there, and if the burst is there, and if he can make a guy at the second level miss. Because right now, or last year, he had to make a guy at the first level miss before he could even get started. And so we'll see if he's has the ability and then I'll adjust my rankings at that point uh, and maybe move him down if he's not doing that. Uh, but right now he's solidly number two because I expect that he will be doing that. Yeah, that's that's a good point, too. And I mean, that's why, you know, ultimately he's a slam dunk number three for me, because I I do expect him to have more room next year for sure. I mean, this is a, this is the kind of player that you could really see just exploding next year and almost having like a Najee Harris sort of a, of, of a season where the year before Najee was the featured piece of that offense, it was like, yeah, this player's really good. And then the next year, it's like, yeah, this is like the 101 potential of, of, the, of the fantasy drafts. So I think he has that sort of, you know, production in store for him. And I'll also say this, like, kind of talking uh like we were with Charbonnet the tape that's available for Gibbs because obviously you know we're working off of what's available on YouTube I don't have the 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 contact to the SEC all 22 but uh two of the games that I watched of the four or five were his two worst games of the season I mean PFF run run grades easily the lowest of his season that was Pitt and Duke so it it could just be an instance of you see a certain game go a certain way a couple of times and suddenly you're like, okay, well, he had no room to move. He wasn't doing a lot with it. But then, you know, you, you got you to gotta factor in the fact that, you know, that's going to happen, especially on a bad team with that can't block for their premier running back talent. So, yeah, I think there's I think there's a lot in the tank here. And obviously, you know, the pass catching ability is 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 the draw here. I mean, he's, he's an elite pass catcher, the kind of guy that can, that can get out in, in a lot of different areas on the field and make plays uh, in the pass game. So that's obviously when you talk about dynasty, you know, value wise, he's a guy that projects in that sort of way for sure. Uh, the, my biggest issue is that Gibbs only had 36 receptions. He, he is an incredible pass catcher. Yeah. He has sticky hands. He runs good routes. He can beat linebackers, and he only had 36 catches. So that, again, I just want to reiterate, he's going to be on Alabama this year. He's going to be with Bryce Young, who checks down the ball a lot. He's going to be on an offense that features their running backs, as you see every single year, a new Alabama running back coming in and being good. 
regardless, their backup running backs are good. Their third string running backs are good. So Gibbs is likely going to come in and shine. They have great running back coaching. They have great offensive scheme. Uh, I I just don't see this going poorly for uh, Gibbs. And so though Zach Evans is probably more talented, I I just see Gibbs putting up gaudy numbers and becoming the like 102. Let's talk about the 101. <laughs> Let's talk about the 101. We uh we we already sauced him up a little bit, but I don't I still don't think we even sauced him up enough. No. And this is our moment and I'm ready to stand here today and in, in August and tell you that you you can lock it in. Are are we locking it in? Write it in stone. <laughs> Put it that's this is the 11th commandment. It's it's truly there's nothing. There's nothing that I can physically imagine that could possibly happen that would prevent Bijan Robinson from being the 101 unanimously across all leagues in all formats. Put him in put him in number 1 in a superflex league. Do it because this guy has talent that is just it's it's so special. Yeah, put him one on one in your startup. I don't give a shit. This guy is incredible. <laughs> Bijan Robinson is the one of the most electric players I've watched, and it's it's almost not close. I I didn't watch much college football last year, but I made a point to watch Arkansas and Texas. And obviously Arkansas was to watch Traylon Burks and who was my draft crush last year. And then Bijan Robinson was just like, I saw him once and it's, is like crack. <laughs> it's like, I need, I need this again. I need to feel what I felt the last time I watched Texas play. <laughs> I, I please, please let me get more. And he's literally if you made a running back in a lab, this is Bijan Robinson is who you create. It, it's the combination of size, of speed, of athleticism, of vision, of the one cut of open field, making people miss power. I like if you made a, a running back on Madden, it, it would be Bijan Robinson. See, this is what I like when I call Zach Evans the complete package. That's like in a normal arena of of you know where it's like oh this guy's got it all he's got all the tools but that's because you don't expect people to be like Bijan like this is not the kind of player that comes around every year or even every few years this is i mean i after watching him initially and then coming back and rewatching all those games watching some more games the Saquon comparisons are they're legitimate. I'm saying it. Like yeah. he's got a very similar skill set as a runner to Saquon and he does things athletically that it's just so rare to see it at the running back position with his instincts and his vision to also have the athletic ability to make cuts and drop defenders in ways that nobody else in this class or any of the last several classes can do it's it's a it's a slam dunk Bijan is a slam dunk to me 
I, you know, I mentioned it last time. The only, the only thing that I can pick out from his game that I say this needs some, some work is his ability on third down. He's a decent pass catcher. He's not the best pass catcher, but it, it flies, especially considering what he looks like as a runner. But his pass blocking is terrible. So it's just it's one of those things where it's like, yes, I know, and I said it last time too. It's like when you talk about a guy with this much talent, like are you going to sit here and say like, oh, well, he needs to be better as a pass blocker. But like it does factor in at the at the NFL level, and he's he can't be a liability in that arena at the NFL level. Yeah, that that's true. He's definitely a subpar pass blocker, and I you could say the same thing about Saquon, which is why it's almost uh like a one to one kind of cop. It's like, yeah, he could improve here, but the fifteen plays a game that he makes, the the like five plays a game that he makes makes up for it. Where it's like, all right, well, yeah, he missed a block here quarterback got sacked but on the next play he got 23 yards and reception got that first down back it's like it it's definitely a third down issue but i say he he more than makes up for it with his uh uh every other play maybe that he he gets the ball on yeah and he's got he's got a lot of a lot of tools at his disposal to, to make people miss. I mean, that's, that's ultimately, you know, one of the things when you're watching running backs, it's like, can they make positive situations out of the moments that 90% of running backs will, will fail in? Can they overcome that? You know, Oh, it, he's going to go down here. Oh wait, no, he got an additional 20 yards. And that's the kind of stuff where you watch Bijan and you're like, yeah, He's got that, and he he's doing it in in so many different ways. Spin move, the drop step burst cut that you know Saquon sort of burned into everybody's mind. It feels like I mean we, we, you're watching that player back in the day, and you're like Jesus man, like how does he even move his leg like that? And you see a little bit of that with with Bijan as well. Uh, yeah, and he I mean he can win with power. He he's man, it's just it's so fun watching him play. It's so fun. Yeah, it's the the burst that he has is the I said this on, on our big board thing. It it puts the fear of God in the defensive <laughs> uh coordinator cuz it's like you can have this perfect. You he's going outside zone, you set the edge, you crash the linebacker and he sets that foot in the ground and turns and he's going full speed on a cutback. It's like, oh, Right. Now he's going to score a 60-yard touchdown because we had it perfect. We had everything down. We were supposed to get a backside tackle on this. And Bijan's like, yeah, how about I score instead? Yeah, and there's I mean, there's going to be moments that pop up, and they do, where he attempts those just disturbing cuts, and it doesn't work, and he loses his balance. And that's, I mean, that's just a part of it. You're going to have to take that. There's going to be some negative plays that go along with the ones where when he hits it and he bounces out, he's gone. So that, you know, that's one of the things just, you know, we, we have to, when we like just with the quarterbacks too, it's like when we get to the top of the list, it's like, okay, what can they work on? What challenges do they have? Because 
it's just so like you can watch it and it's not hard. <laughs> it's not hard to see it with this kind of a player. Like, yeah, this is literally the best running back prospect of the last four years. Yeah, Man. it's it's nuts. And uh, maybe I'll, I'll save this for my my campfire story. Ooh, okay. But yeah, this is uh, crazy. Crazy, crazy player. This is the 101. I'll uh, tattoo it on my leg. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tattoo it somewhere else. Well, you're teasing it, so let's do it, everybody. It's time for Campfire Stories. All right, so last week we debuted it, Campfire Stories. We got it off the ground. I mean, I went I went a little bit different with mine this week, and I, I like that. You know, we the, we spend more nights around the campfire at Camp Dynasty, and the, the stories kind of grow and develop over time. So it's just a it's just a moment to have fun, to reflect. So what do you, what do you have for me this week? So. At camp, I uh, was what woke up in the morning. I got off of the second bunk, climbed down. I uh, was put on my Birkenstocks, walked outside, got that big whiff of fresh air. Pine needles is a nice crisp 67 degrees outside. I uh, walked down by the lake, beautiful sand beach, and I see these guys doing a Oklahoma drill in the sand. I'm like, oh, what's going on over here? And here's a uh, Bijan Robinson standing off to the side, already holding the Heisman Trophy. Uh, and everybody else is already doing their work. He said, oh yeah, I already won. I already won everything. They're just running for second place. Uh, so there's a little look into the future of Camp Dynasty when uh, Bijan Robinson has his Heisman Trophy plus 2,000 odds if you want to get in early. Ooh. There it is. The first Heisman prediction of of Camp Dynasty's young history and tenure. We got college football coming up in a few weeks. We're, we're going to have to – I mean, I'm going to have to lock one in now, now that you dropped that on me, but – you know, old Bijan standing down there by the beach with the with the trophy. That sounds right to me. That yeah. just feels right. It, it, the, and you painted the picture spectacularly. I felt like I was really there. Thank you. That was great. All right, my campfire story this week. So, watching these running backs, I just it, it got me thinking. Okay, so I'm I'm sitting at my desk in my in my lodge. I got the suite and the counselor's suite and it feels it feels nice to be in there. And I got I got my laptop, camp Wi-Fi, a little shaky, but we're making it work. Watching some film and I'm just thinking to myself, like, man, running backs. That's a that's that's such an interesting position. Because last year when we watched these players, it was like, man, this is kind of a down class. This is kind of a down year for the campers. Brees Hall, you know, good, good player, but not Bijan. 
and honestly not even some of these other guys for me so I just was reminded of a time where I was I was on the internet and you know you you find yourself in some unsavory places like our dynasty fantasy football our dynasty ff on reddit the subreddit for dynasty players and you know if you've spent any time there you understand what you're getting into but i just want to preface this by saying that this this whole thing camp dynasty this is about inclusion it's about conversation it's not about dunking it's not about telling people they're wrong man if you want to put tank bigsby as your rb1 in this class go ahead and do it that's fine but i'm just remembering last year on a thread where somebody said can i take kenneth walker with the 101 and the comments were just like no you have to take Brees hall you have to do it and that was the best of those comments the worst of those comments were like you shouldn't even be playing this game you stupid stupid man why would you ever think about doing that here's all of the reasons why the this player who's never played in the nfl Brees hall is the bona fide number one pick so i wanted to bring that to campfire stories as a way to to sort of reinforce the notion that camp dynasty is not a place for for players like that and as much as we sit here today and pound the table for Bijan and call him, you know, I'm getting Bijan's face on my ass with the 101 underneath it. If you don't want to take Bijan number one, if you don't even like Bijan that much, if you're like, yeah, he's, he's RB2, he's RB3, that's fine. That's okay. This will never be a podcast that will ever tell you that what you think is wrong because at the end of the day, man, we don't know. Brees Hall... I hope he's a good player, man. But we don't know anything. Yeah, absolutely. It's we're not fortune tellers. We're we're people that talk about players, and I I want to be positive about every player. And like Austin said, if you want to take take Bigsby one hundred and one, feel free. I mean, if I got the one hundred and two, I'd feel great about that. But that's because Tank Bixby's not my guy. If you like somebody that doesn't break tackles, like by all means. But it's all about po- it's all about positivity. Here. Hey, back it up. Uh, uh, <laughs> let me rewind that. Uh, if you like no. a strong runner, then you take Tank Bigs- Bigsby one hundred and one. I can't even say his last name. I keep wanting to say Bigsby. <laughs> Bigsby. Uh, but yeah, like you said, with with Ken Walker and. Brees Hall. If you if you got told you were stupid for wanting to take Ken Walker over Brees Hall, just wait until next year when Ken Walker is the only running back on the Seattle depth chart that is good at football, and you can say, yeah, I'll cash in my chips now, and you can watch Ken Walker be an RB1. Because that's what he'll be. So... I I love that you said that, Mingo. I love the positivity. I I'm always rooting for players to be better, and so yeah, I love Camp Dynasty. Dynasty is about having fun. Let's remember that. 
Absolutely. Camp Dynasty is a place where we come for the fun and the love of the game. That's what it's all about. And that's what we're going to do here. So, on that note, we have wide receivers coming up next week. Oh, baby. So, like the running backs, a few spoilers. For you, there's three. For me, there's two. So, you know, like your running back situation, I get to fill in some gaps on my list. But excited for that because like the running backs, my first impressions are that it's a pretty deep group of guys. I'm going to have a lot of homework to do before next Monday. Yeah, this is – so the the receivers needed to be humbled a little bit. We've had good receiver class after good receiver class for the last five years maybe – uh, four years at least and so it was like oh yeah running backs taking it this time and then it's like damn the wide receivers are good too oh man so uh yeah it's gonna be a fun episode next week and it's gonna be fun all season to follow these guys and keep up with them week to week it's coming up quick college football will be here before we know it so we got a lot of work to do before that point to get ourselves ready and to get everybody listening ready for the names that you need to know heading into the season. So with that, we will be back with wide receivers next week. And thanks for stopping by Camp Dynasty and have a great week.